0: alas then did my savior bleed and did my sovereign die would he devote that sacred head for such a worm as i He loves me so. All oh, the second now. Was it for crimes that I have done? He groaned upon the tree. Amazing pity, grace unknown, and love beyond evil.
1: Amen. Let's turn around and shake hands and fellowship. Welcome our visitors tonight.
0: On the last now. But drops of grief can never repay The debt of love I owe.
1: Aren't you glad that the Lord loves us tonight? What a blessing it is to know that we're loved by the Lord. Good to have all of you here tonight. Appreciate you that are visiting and good to have each one of you in the midweek service. Once again, we apologize for the inconvenience of getting in, but uh, this should be the last service that we have that problem. They got all the stone in for the floor today. finished at about six o'clock, so it was wet on one end, so we didn't want to I walk on it till it really set up good. I told the floor man today, I said, you've been here so long, we done sent for your letter. He said, I'm going to be through today. He said, I promise you, I'll be through today. And uh, But uh, by Sunday, we should, uh, we'll be back coming in through the main entrance. But we're glad you're here. Appreciate all of you being in the services. Let's pray now and ask the Lord to bless tonight, open our hearts to his word, and may the Lord be glorified in everything that is done. Father, we love you tonight. And we're so grateful that you love us. Now, Lord, when we think about ourselves, there's nothing in us, Lord, that would cause you to love us. You just love us. But, Lord, when we look at you, there's so many reasons to love you, and we can't help but love you. So we thank you, Lord, for your love that inspires our love. Now, bless this service tonight. Honor Jesus in it, and we'll praise you and thank you for it. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Let's continue to sing.
0: Page number 363, leaning on the everlasting Arm. What a fellowship, what a joy divine leaning on the everlasting heart. What a blessedness, what a peace is mine leaning on the everlasting heart. Leaning, leaning, safe and secure from our. grows from day to day, leaning on the everlasting home. Arm. Leaning, leaning, safe and secure from all alarms. Leaning, leaning, leaning on the everlasting arms. Thank you. You may be seen.
1: Let's let rushers come forward to receive our offering. And let me encourage you to give tonight and remind you that everything that you have given on Wednesday night this year and tonight goes to help take care of our Bible conference. And this is to provide lodging and rooms and uh, food and all the things that we do for the guests that are coming in. And uh, it looks like we're going to have as big a crowd as we had last year. And we're able to do this without having to raise money like we've done through the years Uh, You have given enough where we can do it, so I want you to give tonight, and I appreciate you doing so. We want to be praying now for the Bible Conference. That's just a few weeks away, starting Sunday, September the 17th, going through Thursday night. And also, don't forget that on Sunday night, September the 10th, Tim Lee will be back with us just for that one night, and he'll be passing through and stopping in to be with us for the evening service. And many of you remember Dr. Tim Lee, and what a blessing he's been to us, and he'll be back. With us on Sunday night, August the 10th, then the next Sunday, or September the 10th, then the next Sunday is uh, Homecoming as well as the start of the Bible Conference. And as well, we'll be dedicating uh, the new part out here. We'll have it done by then, uh, before then, but we're going to officially dedicate everything that day. So, it's got a lot of good things coming up. So, But you give tonight, and I know the Lord will bless you for your giving. Father, thank you for the privilege you've been able to give. Bless the offering in Jesus' name. Amen.
2: Thank you. I was strange
3: in sin.
1: I'd rather hear Ronnie sing that song as anybody I've ever heard sing it. Amen. What a blessing. Open your Bible to the book of Ephesians. The book of Ephesians. And we're going to look at one verse of Scripture tonight. And I'm going to share with you over the course of the next three Wednesday nights uh, three thoughts from the book of Ephesians. Really, we're going to go all the way through the book of Ephesians in three services. So... uh, I hope you brought your snack to tide you over for a little while tonight. Amen. No, but there are three words to me that I think is the key to the book of Ephesians. I want you to stand and I want you to look at chapter 2 tonight and verse 6. Chapter 2 and verse 6. And I want us to think tonight and then for a couple of more Wednesday nights on the posture of the Christian life. The posture of... ...of the Christian life. Look in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6. The Bible said, "...and He hath raised us up together... ...and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus." Now, I want you to underscore the word sit. That's the first of three words that I think is the key to understanding the book of Ephesians. And we're going to look at that one uh, posture tonight, the matter of sitting. But verse 6 said... And he hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Thank you. You may be seated. Let's pray. And then tonight for just a little while we'll think about the posture of the Christian life. Let's pray. Our Father tonight, indeed you are a wonderful Savior. And we do say hallelujah. What a Savior. We owe so much to you and Father this one little thought tonight that we we'll look at it from the scriptures reminds us of how much we owe you and for what you've done for us and for what you've given us. Lord, we thank you so much for your blessings and again we rejoice and give you praise and honor and glory because you are deserving, richly deserving of our praise and gratitude. Bless our time now, let us hear from you. May we learn something about the Word of God and from the Word of God that'll help us to love you more and to live for you better. For it's in Jesus' name we pray and for His sake we ask these things, amen. I think about something I came across one time that's entitled The Informal Prayer of Cyrus Brown. The Informal Prayer of Cyrus Brown. And it has to do with the posture of, a prayer. Anyway, this is how this prayer goes or how this little article I found about this prayer of Cyrus Brown. And it reads like this. The proper way for a man to pray, said Deacon Lemuel Keyes, and the only proper attitude is down on his knees. No, I should say the way to pray, said Reverend Mr. Wise, is standing straight with outstretched arms and wrapped And upturned eyes. Oh no, no, said Elder Snow. Such posture is too proud. A man should pray with his eyes fast closed and his head contritely bowed. It seems to me that his hands should be serenely clasped in front with both thumbs pointing down toward the ground said Reverend Mr. Blunt. Last year I fell in Hodgkin's well head first, said Cyrus Brown. With both my feet a pointing up and my head a pointing down. And I prayed hard right then and there. The best prayer I ever said, the prayingest prayer I ever prayed was standing on my head. Well, I want to say to you tonight that when it comes to the matter of prayer, posture is not important. It doesn't matter whether you pray on your knees or pray walking or pray sitting. Posture in prayer is not that important. But I do want to say tonight that when it comes to the Christian life, Your posture is very, very important. And you say, Brother Ken, what do you mean? Well, you take the book of Ephesians. And this is a great book. I believe it was Ruth Paxson in her little book on Ephesians said that it's the Grand Canyon of the Bible. And I would agree with that because the depths of the book of Ephesians are beyond our imagination. It would be the Grand Canyon of the Word of God. It is a book that has often been defined as the book that describes our riches in Christ. And I would say to that, in fact, if you buy a commentary somewhere in the title, it'll have something about our wealth or our riches in Christ. And I would say that is true, but that's only partially what Ephesians is all about. There is a portion of Ephesians that deals with our wealth, and that we'll consider tonight. But again, that's just a small portion of the book of Ephesians. I would say tonight that the real theme of the book of Ephesians is the believer's posture in Christ Jesus or the believer's posture in the Christian life. For as you read the book of Ephesians, you'll find that there are three words, three key words through the book that define the heart and the soul of the wealth and the walk and the warfare of the believer. You can divide the book into these three divisions, the believer's wealth, And the believer's walk and the believer's warfare. And there are three words that you find in Ephesians that define these three areas of our Christian life. We read one of them a moment ago, and that is the word sit in the book of Ephesians, chapter 2, and verse 6. That we're going to look at tonight. But the second word is also found, and that follows after this first section, and that is the word walk. The believer, you find the believer sitting. And you find the believer walking. And then as you come to the end of Ephesians, you find the word stand. Now, those three words, I think, are the key to understanding what Ephesians is all about. And it's talking about a believer sitting. And it's talking about a believer walking. And it's talking about a believer standing. And all three of these words define and declare and describe our relationship to God, our relationship to man, and our relationship to Satan. The believer sitting defines our relationship to God. The believer walking defines our relationship with man. And the believer standing defines our relationship with Satan. I think about Watchman Nee's little book on Ephesians. In fact, I think it's one of the most interesting little books on Ephesians. It helped me to understand Ephesians better than any other book i would ever read. But the simple title of the book is, he takes these three words, sit, Walk and stand. That's the title of his little bitty book on the book of Ephesians. But I think about something that Watchman Nee says in the book. He said to be useful to God, a man must be properly adjusted in respect of all these, his position, his life, and his warfare. And he says he falls short of God's requirements if he underestimates the importance of any one of these. Well, I would say to you tonight that Mr. Nee is absolutely right. That these three areas are essential in our life as a child of God. If you want to be useful in the hand of God, then it starts with sitting. And then it continues with your walking, and it also involves your standing. If you're not sitting, and if you're not walking, and you're not standing, you'll not be useful in the hand of God. So all three of these things are vital. You can't do without either one of them. They're part and what makes up the Christian life. So the posture, I'm talking about the posture of the believer I'm talking about our sitting, our walking, and our standing. I want us to look at these three things tonight, just thinking about the first one, which is the matter of sitting. And when I think about the believer sitting, I think, first of all, of the blessings of the Christian life. That's the first main point. The other two points will come later. But the blessing of the Christian life, or the blessings, plural, of the Christian life. Again, look at chapter 2. And notice verse 6, we find our first word and the first posture of the believer that's found in Ephesians. Verse 6 again, the Bible said, He hath raised us up together and hath made us and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now let me say this, this word sitting here, this matter of sitting, this is where the Christian life gets started. Here's the beginning of it, here's the starting point of the Christian life. And the first emphasis that you find in the book of Ephesians is on our sitting. What we have is a result of our sitting. What is ours, what we have become as a result of where we sit and how we sit. Now look at the chapters, chapter 1 and 2. And let me just give you a brief outline of these two chapters as they revolve around this matter of sitting. I think first of all about our riches in Christ. Our riches in Christ. Look in chapter 1 and notice verse 3. Ephesians 1 verse 3. The Bible said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Now Ephesians Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 Tells us that we have been made rich in Christ Jesus. I remember a song came out a few years ago. They said, shake hands with a poor boy that owns everything. Well, I want you to understand something tonight. That if you are saved, then you are rich in Christ Jesus. You notice in verse 3 that it declares our riches. It says to us that he hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. That phrase, spiritual blessings, would be the blessings of the Spirit. He's telling us that God hath blessed us with all the blessings of the blessed Spirit of God in heavenly places, in Christ Jesus. He declares our riches in verse 3, and then beginning in verse 4, He describes our riches. Now, I won't go through all the verses that follow it, But let me just make a note here. In verse 4 down through verse 14, you might write this down the margin of your Bible somewhere, but in the Greek language, verse 4 through 14 is actually one sentence. We have several verses here, but it was actually one sentence. had no uh, commas or periods or whatever like that. It's all one long sentence. And someone might say that it was poor grammar. It may have been poor grammar, but there's some glorious thoughts here. It's almost like Paul. He begins to talk about what we have been given in Christ. And he begins to name our riches in Christ. And as he does so, his soul gets so full that he goes on a torrent of revelation. And he can't stop. He says, bless it. And when he gets to bless it, then it's just like his heart, just the dam and his soul breaks loose and off he goes. And he just begins naming them one after another, one by one by one by one, telling us what God has done. How amazing the blessings of God and how abundant they are. For you and look in verse chapter 1, verses 4 through 14, you don't find any crumbs from the master's table. For example, in verse 4, we find that we're chosen in him. Verse 5, we are adopted in him. Verse 6, we are accepted in him in verse 7 we are forgiven verse 13 we are sealed and that's just a few of the blessings that we have here I mean he's talking about our riches in Christ you see the word blessed that he gives in verse 3 blessed be the God and father we get our word eulogy from that word and when we talk about a eulogy We're usually talking about a funeral or something. And the word basically means to uh, praise, a message of praise or commendation or to say something good about an individual or bring out the good things about an individual. That's why we call a funeral a eulogy. We don't talk about the bad things of that individual's life. We usually magnify the good things. And when you talk about when Paul talked about blessed, he's bragging on God. He gets that very thought. He thinks about all that God has done and how good God is and all that God has given us. Then he begins just naming them one after another. It's no wonder that he praises God. No wonder uh, that he loses all grammatical sense of grama- gr- grammar and whatever. Like. He just gives us truth and just lets us know what God has done for us. I'm going to tell you something. It ever dawned on you what you have in Christ Jesus you won't sit on a pew like a knot on the log. Can I get an amen right there? When you realize that you are rich in Christ, that you have been blessed with all the blessings of the Spirit, that's why he says in verse 6, to the praise of His glory. That's why he says in verse 12, to the praise of His glory. That's why he said in verse 14, to the praise of His glory. We're rich. We have been made rich in Christ. Look down in verse 18 of chapter 1 and you find his prayer and in this prayer this is what he prays the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints one of the things Paul prays for is that we might understand how rich we are that we might understand what we have in Christ Jesus you know many believers they live as if they're absolutely bankrupt not blessed And they live like we're on spiritual welfare, not having spiritual wealth. I want you to understand something tonight. You are rich in Christ. Blessed be the God of the Father that hath chosen us. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ that hath adopted us. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ that has accepted us. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ that hath forgiven us. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ that hath sealed us. We are rich in Jesus Christ. look at something else in Ephesians 1 and 2. Not only does he talk about our riches in Christ, but look in verse 7, he talks about our redemption in Christ. That's what he said in chapter 1, verse 7. In whom we have redemption through His blood, The forgiveness of sins according to the riches of His grace. You don't know why you were rich tonight? You don't know why that we are adopted, why we're chosen, accepted, forgiven, and sealed? You don't know why? I'll tell you why. We are rich because we are redeemed. Our redemption in Christ. Chapter 1, verse 7, He states how? He states our redemption. But in chapter two, he shows our redemption. Look in chapter two. And notice this chapter here. He begins in verse chapter two, verse one, telling us first of all that we were dead. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. You realize before you got saved, you were spiritually dead? You had no light before God a dead man can't commune with anyone a dead man can't respond a dead man can't feel and before you got saved you couldn't commune with God you couldn't respond to God you couldn't feel God you didn't know God you were dead tells us in verse 1 that we were dead in verse 2 he tells us that we were defiled where in time past you walked according to the course of this world according to the prince of the power of the air the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience he tells us we lived a life that was dictated by the prince and the power of this air we lived a defiled life you know why sinners live the way they do you know why sinners sin they sin because they're sinners and the reason we live the way we did was because that was our nature we were sinners sinners are sinners they sin that's why they're sinners and so we walked according to the power, the prince of the power of this hour, air. We were defiled. But notice in verse 3, he tells us not only were we defiled, but we were depraved among whom we also all had our conversation in time past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of mind. Why? And were by nature the children of wrath even as others? We were defiled. We were depraved. And even not only that, depraved, but we were doomed. We were the children of wrath, even as others. But I want you to notice in verse 4, not only does he tell us that we were dead and defiled, depraved, doomed, but in verse 4, he tells us that we were delivered. But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us thank God for that conjunction but but God we were dead but God we were defiled but God we were depraved but God we were doomed but God we have been delivered God has stepped into our situation and it's a rags-to-riches story we were once dead defiled depraved doomed but now redeemed and delivered and we are rich in jesus christ it's a story again of being brought from rags to riches you might say in chapter one he tells us what we've got but in chapter two he tells us how we got it we've been redeemed verse chapter one verse seven he talks about our riches and they're the result of god's grace but in chapter two in verse six he talks about a redemption and he tells us it's rich in mercy in other words he's telling me that my riches in christ are by the grace of god you know what grace is grace is all that god has done for me that i did not deserve in other words my riches in christ all that i have in christ jesus i got them and i didn't deserve them but you know what mercy is Grace is I get what I don't deserve. Mercy is I don't get what I do deserve. My riches is because of His grace. My redemption is because of His mercy. I am rich in Christ because He has given me what I did not deserve. But my redemption is because He did not give me what I deserve, which is hell. Aren't you glad tonight for His redeeming grace? We got what we don't deserve. But thank God we didn't get what we do deserve. That's our redemption in Christ. But here's the third thing. And here's the thought that I want you to look at. And that is not only our riches in Christ. Our redemption in Christ. But our rest in Christ. You might say in chapter 1 he tells us what we've got. Chapter 2 he tells us how we got it. But in verse 6. He tells us how we got in. For you see chapter 2, verse 6. Look at it again. Here's our word. And he hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now some folk have the ideal that you become a Christian by your walking. Like in our faith classes, everybody going through faith They learned that if you ask someone about their salvation, you're going to get basically one of four answers. You're going to get what we call a faith answer, which would be the right answer. Or you're going to get a works answer or a no opinion answer or an unclear answer. Basically, those four, you'll get one of those four answers when you talk to somebody and ask them about being saved. But you most many people, they have the idea that they've got to walk in order to become a Christian. Now, I want you to understand something. When you talk about walking to be saved, you're talking about doing something to be saved. But I want you to understand something tonight. It's being saved is not by walking. Being saved is by sitting. Walking is what we do. Sitting is something that has been done. Now, what does it mean to sit? He talks about us sitting together. What does it mean to sit? Well, you take walking. When we walk, we're really... Uh, walking and our weight is on our own legs We are doing it by our own efforts But when we see it our weight is placed on whatever we are sitting on whether it be a chair or a pew like this Our weight is sitting on something outside of ourselves. I want you to understand something tonight We are rich in Christ and we are rich because we're redeemed But you don't know why you're redeemed? And how you got redeemed and how you got saved, you didn't get saved by walking, you got saved by sitting. You'll never walk till first of all, you start to sit, amen? The matter of being saved is a matter of resting on what Jesus Christ has done. Chapter 2, verse 8 and 9, you know it. The Bible said, for by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. We're not saved by what we do. We're saved by what he has done. Look at verse 5 and 6 of chapter 2. Notice how it describes our rest in Christ. In verse 5, chapter 2, verse 5. Even when we were dead in sins. Here's the first thing. Hath quickened us together with Christ by grace Are you say you see that word quicken it means to be made alive again We were dead. He said even when we were dead in sins He hath made us alive again verse 5 Then he tells us in verse 6 not only hath he quickened us together with Christ But he also hath raised us up together with Christ He not only made us alive again but he also resurrected us out of our dead condition. And thirdly, not only are we quickened together with Christ and raised together with Christ, but we, are sit, sit, we sit together with Christ in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You see that? Quickened, raised, and sit. And it's all connected to together, meaning that everything we have is connected to him. It all rests on what Christ did he was the one that died but he was the one that was raised from the dead and he was the one that gave us life and what we have in christ is because we rest in him or to put it another way we share in the finished work of jesus christ i want you to understand something i've been preaching since i was 16 years old over half of, more than half of my life has been given to doing what i'm doing tonight this is all i know I hadn't trained for anything else. I hadn't studied for anything. This has been my life. I don't know anything but preaching. But I want you to understand something. If I were to stand before God tonight and say, Dear God, I started as a teenager. I gave up my career plans and what I thought I wanted to do and what I was going to do just to serve you and follow you. And this is all I've ever done. This is all I've ever studied for. This is all I've ever prepared for. And over half of my life, I've done nothing but preach it still wouldn't merit me one chance of getting into heaven because I'm not getting into heaven because I'm a preacher. I'm not getting into heaven because I'm a Baptist. I'm not getting into heaven because I'm religious. I'm getting into heaven because one day I came to Jesus Christ and I put my faith in him and rested in the finished work of Jesus Christ. I am sitting. You see, that's where you get started. That's where it all starts at. And you don't ever get this settled in your life. If you have not come to that place that you are resting in the finished work of Jesus Christ, you'll never be able to walk and you certainly will not be able to stand. But if you learn to sit, rest in Christ, then you'll be able to walk and then you'll be able to stand. But all that we have and all that we are is because of one simple thing. We are seated in Christ Jesus. That's our blessings. Aren't you glad tonight you're a Christian? Aren't you glad that you know the Lord? I'm don't about, we're blessed. I mean, bless the Lord. You ought to just shout glory on that whether you feel like it or not. You're blessed. Ephesians 1 and 2 tells me, That I am as short of heaven. In fact, it tells me I'm already, I'm sitting together with Christ in heavenly places. I'm living right down here tonight on earth. But do you realize I'm also already in heaven as just as much as if I'm going to be there one of these days? I'm guaranteed it's all because of my blessings in Christ. Get your prayer sheet next Wednesday night or Wednesday night week. We'll look at our behavior as a Christian. Not only our blessings, but our behavior as a Christian. But just to... Learn to sit. That's the starting point of the Christian life. Our missionary of the week we want to pray for tonight is Frank and Dot Rosser. Of course, Brother Frank served the Lord in Nicaragua for a number of years and, and worked in the home office for a number of years. And we all know Frank and Dot and love them and want to be praying for them. And then our church of the week is Joy Baptist Tabernacle in Hickson, where Brother Phil Schalabarger is the pastor. And uh, Brother Hurt is in revival there this week, and I think tonight is the last night there. And so we want to pray for Brother Phil, want to pray for Joy Baptist Tabernacle as well, Brother Hurt, and the revival. And uh, Brother Hurt, uh, you remember one year he was not able to be with us because of his mother. Uh, she passed away, went home to be with the Lord about uh, a month and a half ago. And so but let's pray, Brother Hurt, all of these things. And then, of course, our hospital list, Irma Whitfield, has been moved to the uh, Fort Oglethorpe Healthcare nursing home there. And also Carolyn Bokina's at Health South. And May was telling me uh, that they were going to send her home tomorrow and she just had both knees uh, redone and whatever. And so it's just been last week, but something to do with insurance. So we really need to pray, pray for Carolyn. And also Darce Myers is Sandy Sutton's mother. And then Juanita Warnock at Huntsville Hospital. So let's remember all of these and let's be praying for them tell you what I want us to do. I want you to come and let's take these matters to the Lord. I want you to do three things tonight. One, I want you to pray for our missionary of the week. I want you to pray for our church of the week. And then I want you to come and when you're down here, I want you to thank God for what you have in Christ. How long has it been since you come to God and you just got down and got to thinking about it? And you you just got to bless it. And when you got to bless it, it just run over in your heart. Like Paul, you just, just took off. Talking about all that God had. You ought to come and thank Him for your riches in Christ. And it's all because of what He's done for you. And you ought to thank Him for it tonight. Let's all gather around the altar. Let's pray. Let's pray for all the things that are coming up. And September, all the many, many things that are going on. Let's remember all of these and be praying for them. So as you come forward, I'm going to call on a couple of you to lead us in prayer tonight. And let's pray for these things, our Missionary of the Week, our Church of the Week and also to give thanks to God for what we have in Christ Jesus. He's done so much for us, and we thank God for it. Monty, if you would, lead us in prayer, and then Tommy Eller, I want you to close our prayer tonight as we remember these things.
3: Yes. Yes, 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 Lord. Oh, yes, yes, Lord. Bless the church. Yes, yes, Lord. Yes. Yes. The Tommy, you continue our prayer, please. Yes. 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 Yes, Lord. Yes. Yes, Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let you go
1: back to your seat. Got one little item we need to put before you tonight and just. Uh, bring to your attention tonight so we'll let you go back to your seat our blessings as a Christian life our posture is sitting let me encourage you to read the book of Ephesians and look for the word walk in the center of the book and uh, think about the matter of walking let's consider ourselves now in business for just a moment as you know we are in construction here and And uh, Getting everything done and we'll only just bring you up to date with just a few things and to get you to approve one thing We've been very very pleased and just overwhelmed uh, With how god has provided money for this particular project In fact when we considered doing it back several months ago when we talked about the chest of joash and what we were going to do this year And we knew this would be by far the biggest thing we had done and we began thinking about it and talking about it and getting plans and and having someone to look at it and getting estimates and different things like that, uh, we knew it was the biggest one it was by far, and around $120,000. But uh, we, uh, we're excited about it. But uh, the way the money has come in has just been amazing. We have, Up to this point, we have brought in almost right at $90,000. It may be a little bit more than $90,000. So uh, that, that's, that's amazing, and I, I thank God for it. And how the money is coming in, and what we have been doing, and will continue to do over the next several months, next couple of months, as they finalize it. We've already there have been certain drafts at certain times in which we have paid, and and we'll do so until everything is absolute, absolutely done. And uh, we thought that the schedule was to be done by Friday for them to clean up and have the tools out, but things got slowed down this week. Uh, the floor, we're putting in the stone back there rather than just. A tile or a carpet there and that takes a little longer and have to have someone special to put that kind of stuff in and so it'll probably be toward the middle of next week they get all the little details done or maybe toward the end of next week but uh, in all we brought in about ninety thousand dollars and during this job we've tried to take care of little odds and ends to uh, take care of little things and uh, uh, a couple of problems we had one of the things was a gas line we had to reroute gas lines due to pressure and all that kind of stuff and where the gas lines used to come up through here, and we had to circle around here, have to put a new meter in over here, and so the pressure up front, all that kind of stuff. So that was about $5,000 that we didn't anticipate, so that ran it up there a little bit. And then, of course, we asked them to finish out the lobby so that it would match everything that was going into there, so that ran the budget up a little bit more. But uh, we brought in about $90,000, and uh, what it started to say more than we go, what we've been doing and will continue to do every month we take our, at the end of the month, we take our financial statement, anything over $20,000, we try to keep a minimum balance of $20,000 in our checking account, and anything over $20,000, we put it over in the building fund. And uh, we've been able to do that at the very beginning, one month, at the very start of the project, we put in $28,000 that one month into the building fund. And so we're kicking that over, and and uh, so by the time we actually have to uh, uh, finalize and pay everything out uh, it's going to be very very little that we'll actually owe on it but here's what we're doing and what we want to remind, let you know about and just get you to say amen or owe me and uh, to it or whatever like that but what we've done and what we will be doing we've set it up but we haven't got any money yet but we just simply got a line of credit we didn't want to go into debt only for what we had to we just simply got a line of credit uh, for one year and uh, if we get down to the end and we need to put in 20 or 30 thousand dollars to make up what has not come in at that point our goal is to try to have everything time the actual final payment is done but if not if we need to kick in 20 30 40 whatever we need to do so then we'll just throw that in in our line of credit and then we'll continue doing what we do every month taking everything over 20 thousand dollars and paying everything off and which we feel like the way we've been doing over the past uh, several months well this year uh, we'd like just to give you an example. We started off the first of the year with goals to completely pay everything off. That was to pay this Sunday school building off over here we built. Uh, that was to take care of everything. And our goal was to have it paid off by July, uh, July or August, I think it was. We had our goals. Uh, well, we paid everything off at the first of March. I mean, everything. And so, I mean, we, we just wiped it all out. It was just amazing how God provided and has continued to provide and so, but what we want to do, and before uh, we do it, when it comes down, if we actually need to get money, then we just need you to say yes or no about it. If you say no, then what we assume you want to do is that you're going to pay for it. That's what we take a no vote for. If you say yes, then we'll use the line of credit. But uh, hopefully we'll have very little that we'll have to get to take care of it. And then uh, what we'll do is simply pay it off over the next uh, few months as we do so. But that's where we are. We're excited about it. And like I said, we've tried to do a lot of little things uh, to take care of a lot of problems and, and things that, uh, uh, to prepare for the future. We've tried to do that in this project as well, a lot of little things behind the scenes. Like this t- particular type building, if you like, you see, if you run any lights, you've got to run conduit down the wall. It's brick walls. It's solid wood ceiling, so you can't hide things in the walls of this building like you normally do. So if you run cables, you find cables run everywhere, tacked. to the thing. We didn't have no choice. That's the way it's done it. But a few things that we added, like we run uh, uh, tubes or pipes or whatever you might call them up the side of the building now for communication cables and whatever there. Uh, One of the goals down the road is to get into TV. We added uh, uh, means whereby we run all kinds of audio cables and stuff like that so we never have to come back inside and do all that. It's all rerouted, comes in the back of the building into it so you never see all these cables, and we're able to hide all this stuff now. Just little things like that we've all done. And took care of things like little gas and all that problems and things. It's just a lot of odds and ends uh, uh, with the power, like these lights blinking going off. A lot of little things we've done to take care and just improve things. And it's, it's really been exciting to see what God is doing and, and how it's working out. But uh, myself and the deacons are just simply asking you to just say yes uh, for that. And if uh, not, uh, then I can say we'll accept that, that, that you want to pay for it yourself. Amen. But uh, if I just have somebody just say, I make that a motion that we just get whatever we need in the line of credit. It's all we need someone to do. Bob, you make the motion. All in favor, let's stand to your feet, please. And all opposed, just remain seated so everybody know who you are, and that's the best way to take care of it, amen. But God has blessed us. I, listen, it's amazing, and we're hoping to get it to. When we actually started the project, our goal was to be able to have about $60,000. We thought if we can start with 60000 that would be great. And uh, we're at this point in about 90000 already. We are 30000 way ahead of our goal and uh, more than 75% of it. So it's exciting about what is going on. Lord willing, you'll be able to come in the front Sunday. I think the wallpaper people are supposed to be here tomorrow. The restrooms are just about complete. There's a few little odds and ends in there, wallpaper as well. The floor tomorrow, they'll seal the stone. And then grout it tomorrow and you'll be able to come in They're uh, hanging the chandelier out there today and they got to put all the glass in it So it's really looking good and uh, so we're excited about all that I'll be gone this Sunday. We're taking our vacation as a family brother. Bob Sanders will be here I know it's labor day unless you're going to be gone Then you're supposed to be here whether the preacher's here or not. Can I get amen there? Kim, did you say amen on that? He didn't I noticed that he must be heading out of town pray for our family we have a great time as we go on a vacation we're all going off together we had not done this in years and we're going to do this and uh, me sherry and the grandkids are going just so happened the other we got some other kids that happen to be following along with us amen but just me and sherry and the grandkids that's the way we look at it but uh it'll be a great day and we'll be back next thursday You're dismissed. Shake hands. Good to have Monty's parents here tonight. Always a blessing to have the Daggetts. We appreciate them. He leads music at Elizabeth Terrace. Does a great job. Let them know we're glad that they're here. You're dismissed. Shake hands and fellowship as you lead.